0: You ever find yourself in one of those situations where you're in water and you just start to sink i uh, believe it or not and i know i don't look like a sleek swimmer <laughs> that's not my body type <laughs> but from the time i was two i was swimming uh, and of course the boy scouts um, all of the different aquatics merit badges a uh, uh, certified lifeguard uh, even a certified lifeguard instructor. Pretty good in the water, my way around the water. And when I was in recruit training uh, on Paris Island, South Carolina, otherwise known as uh, boot camp. By the way, if you didn't know it, uh, Parris Island, South Carolina is a five-star resort with the finest cuisine. Um, and personality is abound there on Paris Island. Anyways, part of, part of training is aquatics training. Uh, but you, uh, you train to, um, like one of the very first things you do is you train on how to fall off of a ship, fully geared. So, you know, we would go to a, a very high up. I can't tell you how high up. I feel like it's like 30 feet, 40, 50, I don't know. And uh, we're full geared up, you know, Alice pack, war gear, um, you know, Kevlar vest, helmet, rifle out stuff. And we got to jump in the water, you know, and we got to come back up and not drown and do things like that. But here's the thing is when you're, when you're doing this training, um, the, there are some things that we all have to pass, but then if you do well, you continue the training, uh, working on a certification and it all happens that day. And so, you know, I did that, I passed that. And um, I kept passing all of these trainings because of my background in aquatics, so it wasn't a real big deal. But after about two hours in the pool doing these different things, I started getting pretty tired, and I went up to the next level of training. There wasn't a whole lot of people left, and this next level of training was swimming, I don't know, I felt maybe as a half mile, um, uh, without touching the bottom, without touching walls. And you're, you're, you're at this point, you're wearing your... Um, It's called BDU's, your battle dress uniform, Uh, your camouflage uniform. It's been uh, soaking wet for two hours. Uh, You're wearing a Kevlar vest, a bulletproof vest. You're wearing a Kevlar helmet. You uh, have your M16 HV service rifle. And um, by this point in the game, you're exhausted. And so all around the pool... All around the perimeter of the pool um, are these uh, marines, the aquatics instructors, who are almost as cheerful of people as the drill instructors themselves. <laughs> and, um, and they have these very long poles, uh, the purpose of which is if you start to sink, they will come and stick that pole in the water and you are to grab on, but you are not to lose it. You're to keep your cool. So he said, if you go, if you go down and you start to sink, we will come to you. Keep all of your uniform on. Don't, don't freak out. Just sink. <laughs> they, and they expect you to do this, right? Like if, you're, if, you don't, if you're not going to make it, don't grab onto the side. Just sink. Aye, sir. Do it. So I'm going. I'm about three quarters done. I think, man, I'm going to make this. I'm going to make the top. I'm going to make the top certification. It's going to be awesome. And I just I couldn't I couldn't I just couldn't swim anymore. I got to a place, and I had never experienced that in my life, by the way. I never got to a place where I thought, okay, I'm going to die now. (laughs) And I looked up at the closest person with the pole and made eye contact. I didn't say anything, and then down I went, 15 feet, and I waited. And and over I mean, I I can't tell for sure if this guy was smiling. I felt like he was smiling at me. And I'm I'm on the bottom of the pool and I'm waiting, I'm running out of breath, I'm not gonna make it, I'm going to die down here on this pool. It's a stupid way to die, Lord. I don't know why I'm gonna die this way. And uh, and in comes the pole and I grab the pole and they bring me out. And I can breathe. I'm alive. It's scary when you're under the water and you're not sure if somebody's going to pull you out. That just reminds me of what it must have been like for Peter. He goes under the water. Lord, help me. In comes Jesus' hand. Today's scripture lesson is a familiar story. Probably not going to teach you anything new about it, but it is always good to to spend some time and consider the subtle nuances that are present in even the most familiar stories from the Bible, because there's always something in there that the Holy Spirit has for us uh, to take away. So, as we're coming now to the final sermon in this series, the S word, I thought I'd remind you of why we're doing this series. It's based on our vows as members. United Methodist vow to faithfully uphold and participate in the church's ministries by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. We see Jesus embody all of our vows in today's scripture lesson. And notice how before Jesus is present on the water... Before Jesus gifts the disciples with courage, before Jesus serves by pulling Peter out of the water and calming the storm, before Jesus finishes witnessing to his divinity and the disciples offer their witness, Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed. Immediately, Jesus made disciples, get in a boat, go on ahead of him to the other side. And while he dismissed the crowd, and after he dismissed the crowd, Jesus went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. The passage begins with a sense of urgency. Jesus needed to escape this crowd. See, this crowd wanted to force Jesus to be their kind of king. And though prayer was an ongoing state of Jesus' existence, this instance highlights the need for all of us to be in intentional prayer, to take time away, to step back and pray. Jesus modeled that for us, especially when the tyranny of the urgent was trying to steal him away from our purpose. Do you ever feel like the tyranny of the urgent is trying to steal you away from where God wants to be you? Where God wants you to be? Jesus. Prayed. And so can we. Next, we see Jesus' presence. The boat is out a considerable distance from land. The text says, buffeted by the waves against the wind. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. They're out on the lake, literally the lake of Tiberius or the Sea of Galilee. They're trying to reach their destination. They are at least together present in community as they're going through this thing. Calvary Church, you ever gone through something and you did it together in community? Like when you're almost nearly renovated sanctuary, burned down. You know what that's like. At least they're in it together. But soon Jesus is going to be present with them. And the text reads buffeted by the waves, but the, um, the word there in the Greek literally means to torment. They were tormented by the wind and the waves. And a voyage that wasn't supposed to be a long voyage, maybe four to five miles, they would have completed it easily by now. Even if they had waited with Jesus. But the disciples, tormented by the wind and the waves, found themselves stuck in the middle of this lake, and they couldn't escape. They were just blown around right in the middle. And during the darkest part of the night, which is the fourth watch, from 3 to 6 a.m., the darkest part of the night, Jesus comes walking to them on water. As the sea is raging and the winds torment, the disciples see this figure approaching the boat. Now, if they weren't scared before, they must have been downright terrified by now. Is this a ghost? What is this? Of course, it wasn't a ghost. It was the flesh and blood Jesus showing up, it was Jesus being present with his community. And in his presence, Jesus offers a gift. A gift only God can give us. Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. I am. Take courage. It is. I am. Don't be afraid. To which Peter, the disciple with the biggest mouth and the smallest foot, apparently, because he's always putting it in there. Says, well, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you imagine Peter with a southern accent. I don't know. (laughs) Jesus said, come. Peter responds in faith. He stands up. He steps out. And he starts faith walking to Jesus. And that's when we see Jesus' service. By the way, one of those former teachers corrected me on my grammar today saying, you know, it really should be apostrophe S. So it's J-E-S-U-S apostrophe with another S. But they aren't dealing with Word because Microsoft Word made me get rid of that. <laughs> Microsoft Word said just the one. So, you know, as I've reflected on it, I think two master's degrees, I can make it up however I want to. Y'all just have to deal with it. Let <laughs> me mm, <there we> go. me <laughs> go. Peter, when he saw the wind, he was afraid. He began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me! Jesus reached out his hand. He caught him. He said, Oh, little faith, why did you doubt? Peter's faith was doing the seemingly impossible, but in crept doubt because that's how doubt works. And this word here for doubt in the Greek, it suggests the idea of trying to go in two different directions at once. Like serving two masters at the same time. It can't be done. Peter has been pulled away by fear from the gift of courage that Jesus gave him. That gift that helped him to stand up, to step out in faith walk. And having lost his faith, just for a moment, Peter cried out for salvation. Kyrie sozo! Jesus responds in service. He saves the disciple from drowning and then he admonishes Peter and the rest of the disciples. He says, oh, little faith. You ever say your kid's name, but it's that that way? Oh, Haley. Oh, Maddie. If you're married to me, you might say, oh, Randy. (laughs) Lastly, Jesus witnessed to his divinity, and the disciples give witness to their faith story. When Jesus climbed in a boat, the wind died down, and those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. In this lesson, we see Jesus model perfectly prayer and presence and gifts and service and witness. We also see Peter stand up, step out, and practice faith walking. Friends, here's a really important question for the soul to be asking. Does Peter fail? Well, not in the beginning. But eventually, the man that Jesus nicknamed the rock starts to sink like one in the water. And that's the point. See, in Jesus, we have a perfect model of stewardship. And in Peter, we have the reality of being a disciple who practices stewardship. That's why I say stewardship is not about money. So let's finish the series by completing the stewardship sentence, which is incredibly long. Stewardship is the practice of faith-walking by trusting God to help us fight the good fight of faith by actively participating in the blessing of community as we offer our witness of Jesus Christ to the world. Stewardship is the practice of faith-walking. When we intentionally pray and we are regularly present in worship and fellowship, we demonstrate our trust in God by faith-walking. When we relationally commit to offering our financial gifts, we fight the good fight of faith by faith-walking. When we actively participate in service, we bless the community that blesses us by faith-walking. When we boldly witness and share our personal and our corporate stories of Jesus, we invite the world to Jesus' table, and we do it by faith-walking. Sometimes, though, Sometimes we're going to sink in our practice of stewardship. Sometimes we're going to forget to pray. Sometimes we can't always be present in worship and fellowship. Sometimes we have unexpected expenses that cut into our giving. Sometimes we must cut our service short because of other commitments. Sometimes we don't share a witness. And when this happens, we're going to have a choice to make. Will we sink completely into the water or will we allow Jesus to help us back up? Listen. Whenever we accept Jesus help, we aren't sinking. We are succeeding. Whenever we help, whenever we accept Jesus help, we are not sinking, we are succeeding. That's why Jesus is the master and we are the students because none of us ever graduate from being students. So today we have the opportunity to renew our vows, to stand up, to step out and faith walk into the year 2023. As we do, I want to encourage you that the perfect faith walk is one that is constantly looking up to Jesus for help. The perfect faith walk is the one that's constantly looking up to Jesus for help. For without his help, we're going to sink. Jesus calls us out upon the water, but he doesn't call us to go it alone. So take courage. If you start to sink a little, the great I am will be there to pull you right back up. Are you ready to faith walk? Because Jesus is certainly ready to meet you there. Prayers, presents, gifts, service, and witness. These are gifts of grace given to us that we might give our whole selves to the Lord God Almighty. And this is his word seriously considered this day for Calvary Church. All thanks and praise be to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.